0: Hello and welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie. And um, happy October. Um, I really love October. Um, I love it so much. I loved it before everyone else loved it. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm not also kidding. So I um, I talk to nature. That shouldn't surprise you if you've heard this podcast a lot. I talk to the trees and um, I was just kind of like Noticing because, like, if when I look at my phone and I look at like my phone's memories, it's just pictures of nature. Like, I have so many pictures of nature on my phone, and I'm noticing now that when I scroll through Instagram or Facebook or whatever, because I still do that, I'm actually seeing way more pictures of nature like on my feed, or like other people are just posting pictures of trees and flowers. And you know, it brought this smile to my face because things are shifting in the world like slightly and slowly but they're shifting and to see that kind of shift and that might just be the people i follow so you might be like i'm not seeing that um and that's fine there's like no judgment or anything i'm just actually like wow things are changing and i'm just noticing it i'm being aware of it and i'm doing my best not to create a story around it i'm just saying like wow i'm noticing that and i was out by the the like trees and i was mentioning this to the trees like I think other people are like getting obsessed with you in the ways I am. And that's really cool. And I had this awareness too. Like um, I'll just talk about me uh, like a while ago. This is like, I don't really re- like, I don't really relate to this person anymore, this version of myself, but you know, when the summer would end, I would, I would get sad. Uh, I'd be like, Oh, like winter's coming. Cause like, you know, this the, like summer's ending. I was like overly dramatic, and I also believe a part of it was like I was in train that way. Like when summer's over, people think like like their expansions are done, and this is all subconscious stuff. But anyway, I would be like, oh well, I guess it's winter, and then there goes like there's time to be depressed, or I would just like be very dramatic. And um, you know, I had this awareness from the trees, really, like that that might not only be me. So I'm 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 not, I'm not saying you will resonate with it, but maybe you do on some level. And people are like, snow is coming. <laughs> and I lived in Toronto, so I don't know. But anyway. Um, but what I really wanted to also mention is that the trees were telling me, like, things are shifting because people aren't like, yeah, okay, they're like excited about pumpkins and pumpkin spice lattes and taking pictures in the apple orchards. But you know what? I'll take it. Because we're actually getting excited about change on a greater level. This is just my point of view and perspective on it, and that to me is very, very, very exciting, because it took me a long time to get excited about change, and now that I am, it's like, like I, it's just, it's like the funnest thing. It's like the best part about being human is that we can change. All the time, every 10 seconds you can change. You can change your your just your your choice. You can make a new one every 10 seconds. And I think that that is so beautiful. And people are like, Well, no, you can't. Like, yeah, you can. <laughs> you absolutely can choose something and then be like, Well, that didn't work and choose again. And there's nothing stopping you. And what's so cool and why I'm so excited to have been a part of the Dr. Joe research and work is like you just wait till those studies get published. We're going to, and I say we because I was a part of it, we're going to show people how quickly things can change. And I know that there's still a pocket of people that need research. You wait, it's coming. And I can't wait until there's a greater amount of people that get on board with this because it's so fun. And it's fun and our planet needs it and you're capable of it. And I just wanted to share also like what I'm personally experiencing holding space for that kind of transformation um, in the breathwork that I facilitate. So if you tune into this podcast, you know I'm a breathwork facilitator. I pretty much have two months of officially um, facilitating under my belt and I facilitated quite a few sessions. I would say at least five a week, maybe more. Um, Some weeks I was doing like eight a week. Um if you're if you're if you're interested, I'm like I'm totally open to making it happen. And the sessions are um they're they're kind of long. So like you breathe for an hour and then there's like I talk a little bit in the beginning so that you have a good idea of what you're doing. Um and then follow-up sessions are still at least 1 hour because you're breathing for just under an hour on your own. So um yeah, what's cool though is like what what I want to share with you is like the insights that that are happening. So like I said, I got excited about change, but I wasn't always excited about change. Um, And to be honest with you, at a really young age, you know, in terms of like life, like in my 20s, I started to realize that there's also discomfort with stagnation. Um, And I'm like more sensitive to it because I just came on this earth, a really curious human being. Never satisfied with the status quo. Never. Like as a kid, I think I pissed off my parents because I was just asking questions all the time and looking for ways things could be improved. And um, that's not always welcome everywhere you go because there's other people who just love everything staying the same and being predictable so that they can stay safe. And there's nothing wrong with that, it's just an awareness. Um, I'm not that person and I was trained to be that person, but I don't, like, that never felt true to me. And so I'm talking about the pain of stagnation because if you don't like things changing, um, just know that if you stagnate, there's also discomfort with that. So it's like if you sit for a very long period of time and you do not move, your ass will hurt. From you just sitting in the chair. Everyone knows this. You're like watching Netflix for like 10 hours, and all of a sudden you're like, oh fuck, like my ass hurts. You know what I mean? You're not doing anything, but your ass hurts. And you can like just the same, you could go to the gym and do squats with a with a lot of weight and your ass will hurt too. And they're just different types of discomfort. And so I want you to keep that in mind when, you know, when I'm talking about stagnation. So again, and we don't have to go to the gym every single day all the time. Um, And we don't have to sit down all the time either. So it's like finding that flow and that balance for you. And why I want to talk about this is because I'm noticing in breath work, people have this tendency to want to stay in their mind, thinking that their mind has the answers for them to heal. And I believe that too. (laughs) And I've come to find that, the more I'm able to let go of my mind, the more I'm able to embrace something that doesn't make any sense to me and just do it, even though it seems scary as fuck. The more I'm able to do that, that's when I've noticed healing actually occurs. And so what I want to share with you is like, we all have a drive towards integration and wholeness and healing. And that does not come from your mind. So as Dr. Joe says, your mind is a record of the past. So if you don't have healing in your past, but you have a lot of trauma, if you stay in your mind, all your mind is going to do is repeat your trauma. And you, it it won't look the same way. You'll find a different person or a different thing, but it'll be the same story. It's the same storyline, different characters. It's like Disney when they redid Aladdin, you knew the storyline, even though the characters look different, you know, and maybe they kind of changed up the names, you knew the story. (laughs) And that's a lot what your mind does. It's like, "Mm, this story you've heard (laughs) before. And although it seems safe to do that, it's actually not. And so again, if you've heard any of my podcasts, when I was really into Dr. Joe, and I was studying hard, which I'm still studying, it's just different. It's like, If you keep doing the same thing and you keep stagnating, you literally signal the same gene. And over time, the gene downgrades. It's like, well, I'm not going to keep doing this at a high level. And so it's like mass production of anything and the quality goes down. Same thing in your body, mass producing the same chemicals, they start to produce cheaper and cheaper and cheaper proteins. Your body breaks down, period. End of story. You know, and that's it. And you will start to feel it physically. And a lot of people get physical symptoms because they're not listening to the mental emotional symptoms. They're not listening to their bodies. Like you can feel mental emotional stress in your body, but so many people that has just become normal for them. And so they don't actually know what feeling relaxed is like. And so what I want to share with you is this really cool tool that I've discovered and again, I learned it from my breathers because they kept saying to me all the time, like after a breathwork session, I kept hearing this word, I feel light. I don't know, I just feel lighter. I feel more spacious. I feel lighter. I feel lighter. I feel lighter. And I was like, huh. And then I realized that when someone says that they feel lighter, they're actually describing the energy and the space around them. And when, they, when, and when they feel lighter, then that must mean that they feel heavier some other times. So if they're not aware of it, they become aware of it. And so when someone says, like, I feel heavy or that's heavy, it's actually because there's a lie. So anything that's a lie will cause heaviness in your world. anything that's the truth will cause lightness in your world. And if you don't believe me, try it out. So I could say to you, you are a terrible, horrible, mean person. Or I could say, you are an amazing person with so much potential in your life heavier or lighter which one made you feel heavy which one made you feel lighter and if you don't know what that is and you're like I don't feel anything um then I definitely encourage you to listen again to this podcast and tune in and I also invite you to ask yourself the question are you willing to know what's heavier and lighter you know I I had a really interesting conversation with somebody who was doing breath work with me and we talked about this heavier lighter and they're like I don't know what you mean and they just kept saying I don't know I don't know I said are you willing to know are you willing to understand what's heavier and lighter for you and they said no like it came out so fast they didn't even know what they were saying before they said it they said no and I just looked at them and I didn't say anything and they were like I don't even know why I just said that. I didn't say anything. I just held space. And they were like, wow, I'm not willing to know because then I have to do something about it. And everything is very status quo right now. And anyway, it was a really interesting conversation because I was like, are you afraid to change things or are you afraid of other people's reactions to you changing things? And it was like definitely 10,000% the reaction to me changing things. And so I've noticed that it's not so much people are afraid to change but they're afraid of the change that will actually happen in their life. And they're afraid that people will leave them or that relationships will change. And all of those things are a possibility. And I'm talking to you about this right now because I was also in that same position. But at some point, I came to the realization that if I don't love me, if I don't choose me, then I really am not in a relationship with anybody else. Because they're not. Who are they in a relationship with? If I'm just staying stagnant, so that be, so that I don't lose that relationship, what is that relationship, and who am I in it? I'm definitely not me. So what's going on? And I'm not telling you this because I want to throw you know guilt and shame and make you feel wrong for not doing that. I want you to save time, <laughs> and save a lot of heartache because not only did I not do that. I felt the pain of stagnation again and then ultimately made the change and I had to go through this really intense process of losing everything and everyone. And I can tell you now having gone through that multiple times, if I'm being honest, it's actually so liberating because the absolute right people who I can be fully expressed with and that love me for me are in my life. And so I'm not saying that it necessarily gets easier, but the less resistance you can put up to that process, (laughs) um, the better. Like whatever you resist persists. And that's just a universal truth. And I also just want to share with you too, this whole getting out of the mind thing, because our mind is trying to keep us safe. Our ego wants us to stay where we are and do everything the way we've always done it. So that we can leave like lead this predictable life and control everything. And I talked about control last week, and control is not creating. And so if you want to create something new, it has to happen outside of your mind. And your heart ultimately knows what's true for you and what in that whole lighter, like heavier feeling comes straight from your heart. Your heart will tell you. And it's really interesting too because in Egypt back in the day. When you die, they actually cut out your heart and they weighed it. And the heavier your heart was, um, they just made this assumption, and again, I'm not making this, I'm not saying this, I'm just saying it's interesting that um if the if if your heart was heavier, there was this like belief or this assumption that um that you held on to a lot of things in your life and you may have done wrong things and I'm probably not saying it right, but that was like the summary of what I read. And the whole goal was to be a lighthearted person, was to forgive, was to let go, was to um, constantly evolve and change. And they would literally weigh your heart and be able to tell what kind of life you live just by weighing your heart. And again, I'm not saying that that's how we do that now. I'm just suggesting that's a very interesting idea and concept, especially because I understand how important the heart is for healing. And so something I learned really early on in my career was like, you can't heal in the same environment you got ill in. And I wanted to bring that up because it's still true. You cannot heal in the same environment you got ill in. And you could say ill, you could say you you cannot heal in the same environment you got traumatized in. So if you have trauma and we all have trauma, like trauma to some level. If you think that you can become the same person and have the same personality as that, that trauma personality and heal, it doesn't work. And again, look at Dr. Joe's research. It's very interesting. Um, people that had, you know cancer diagnoses and just really serious ones. they would do his meditations and you know there's people with stage four cancer and they'd have no pain. And they thought their cancer was improving because they wouldn't have pain anymore. And then they would go to the doctor and they would get the testing. And sometimes like the, the like cancer was the same or even worse. And the doctor's like, how are you not having pain? And the person's like, well, I'm meditating. So why isn't, you know, what's what's the problem here? And it took them a while to figure it out. But they finally figured out they were having these great meditations and they get off their cushion or whatever And they would go live their lives and they would react the exact same way to everybody and everything in their life. And then when they started to literally have to change how are they interacting with everybody and everything in their life, once they change that, then the cancer started to go away. And that's the part that everybody avoids (laughs) in the first place. They avoid having the difficult conversations or the boundaries or whatever it is or just reacting differently. Someone's triggering you and you you have to deal with the emotional trigger that lives in you. Doesn't live in the other person. They're going on doing their thing. Like I'm so happy when I get triggered now. Like I'm thrilled. I'm like, yes, I get to like work on something, <laughs> you know? And I, I don't actively go out there being like looking for triggers. I just mean if if, if it happens, I'm like, okay, great. Now I can grow. <laughs> like this is perfect. You know, and I don't resist it. I just welcome it. And then I move through things much quicker. And so I just I just wanted to talk about this today because the whole point of this, I know I've said many different things, but I, like the big takeaway that I want you to understand from this is like you, you are an environment. And if you are wanting healing, if that's something you desire – um, or any change in your life. If you think that that change is going to happen and you don't have to do anything, you're joking yourself. You're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourself. And I just, what I desire for you is to take at least one step in that direction. Just one simple step. And, what I really want you to get from this is that it takes a, a change in your awareness level, a change in your consciousness level, and that can happen much quicker outside of your mind, not in your mind. And I'm literally watching people, I'm going on journeys with them in breath work to watch and I watch them surrender and I watch them let go of their mind and it's so beautiful. Beautiful. They feel more like themselves. They have this capacity they didn't even know was possible. They're getting um, um, promotions at work. You know, it's so freaking cool to see what can be created when you let go of your mind. So I just wanted to share that when you lose your mind, beautiful things happen. And it doesn't have to be you know, a mental health conversation all the time. I mean, every conversation I have here is mental health, but it doesn't have to be a medicalized, cognized mental health conversation. Obviously, I work with people who have a stable uh, mental health history because we do not want to retrigger anything. But I want to have a more open dialogue about what is possible, aside from just talking about it from a strictly cognic- um, cognocentric level. I want to take it to a different, I just want to go deeper (laughs) with it. So thank you for tuning in to this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, if breathwork interests you, please reach out. Like I said, I want my desires for people to experience it. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you like it, and this is like, there's some people that this is like the perfect fit for if you're someone who was on the fence and you've heard about it and now it's like tickling you again, let me know. Okay. Because I, I want you to have the opportunity to, um, to try it out. So I'm running a special right now. If you're in Vancouver, I am going to be having an in-person event sometime in December, which I'm really excited figuring out the the uh, details with a facilitator friend of mine so we can do it together. And I can't wait to share with you. So stay tuned for that. If you loved this episode, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us, and we are top ten percent in the world, which is so exciting, um, as well. And so, thank you so much for your support. I appreciate it. And if you know someone who can also benefit from this episode, feel free to share it with them. And again, my Instagram is and Facebook is at Dr. Tracy Debbie reach out to me there as my website's going through some changes if you want to get in contact with me for breath work. All right, have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you soon.